Be in Mark chapter 16 this morning. <clears throat> Mark chapter 16. <clears throat> in Mark 16, I'll begin reading in verse 1. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment. And they were affrighted. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. And they went quickly and fled from the sepulcher. For they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 20, And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the salvation that you have wrought for us in him. You've done all for us through Christ for our salvation. We praise your name. Father, we thank you that we celebrate this resurrection day, for we would have no salvation uh, were not Jesus alive. Father, we worship uh, your Son even as we worship thee. We thank you for your Spirit who lives in the heart of everyone who calls upon Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, trusting in him alone. We thank you, we praise you for that. I thank you, dear God, for the word that's gone forth already in this place and the in the Sunday school hour to the children, to the adults. and Father, help us to be disciples, to 
to uh, to uh, be in wonder of you and pray and adore you and praise your name for for who you are and all that you have done for us and, and you have yet promised and God I ask for the filling of your spirit now to minister uh, your word to each one here this morning and fill my dear wife with your spirit uh, relaying the message and sign fill with the spirit those watching children in the nursery father and how thankful for we, we are to meet together as your church knowing your spirit is here with us and and knowing Lord that you uh, are alive that Christ our Lord is risen, and we look forward uh, to your sudden return. Father, I pray that you would do your work in our hearts by your word and by your spirit for the glory of Christ this morning. And Father, we pray, we ask these things in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Right, we uh, are thankful for the Word of God. We are thankful for the many witnesses of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's interesting that when you study, do some reading about the resurrection, even in, in, in secular writings and such, uh, you don't find a whole lot of... of uh, uh, did he rise or did he not? It's or what what happened? Was the tomb empty? Why was the tomb empty? There's no there's there's a little argument over the tomb being empty. <laughs> there's so much evidence uh, there uh, for us, and yes, uh, it was empty, and uh, and he is alive today. And uh, by the way, uh, if he's not alive today, we have no reason for being here this morning. Uh, we'd have no hope. Uh, he is the reason you have on our sign out there because he lives amen, amen. and it's because he lives and by the way he's coming back amen. and uh, he is going to reign on this earth as brother Chris shared in our Sunday school lesson already and by the way he wants to reign in our hearts now amen in preparation for that right uh, uh, don't wait for them to for him to be your king amen let him reign in your heart and uh, and I need to let him reign in my heart and serve him and uh, we worship him and uh, we're, we, we look forward to what he'll do in every heart uh, listening and open to uh, the word of God uh, when we can think about this account many have questioned you know I wonder why why did Jesus appear first to the women you know that went to the tomb uh, in those days uh, uh, women didn't have the standing in culture that they have today uh, and uh, some, some wouldn't even consider their witness in, in that culture because they were a woman. And yet Jesus appeared what? First to women, didn't he? Uh, he? He appeared first to women. And uh, as the Lord led me to this passage uh, for this morning, and I began studying it and praying about it, uh, I began to realize uh, the more I looked at it, well, why wouldn't he have appeared to them? <laughs> and uh, of course he would appear to them. And uh, in this in this situation, and I think we'll see why as we as we go down through that. And uh, but I want you to understand that uh, this was a difficult time for Jesus' disciples. Probably the hardest time in their lives, certainly as, as in regards to following Him. Yes, their faith was imperfect. Uh, yes, they believed He was still dead. Uh, their, their faith was faltering. And uh, uh, yet what? Yet they believed, amen. Yet they had followed him. I think about these, these women, and, and I've, I've, I've entitled uh, uh, the message this morning, uh, Resurrection Revival, for one foot in front of the other faith. <laughs> Have you ever felt like you had to exercise that? I mean, things just get so tough in life. I mean, certainly this, this past year would qualify for that. 
you know, we've had restrictions put on our worship and such and, and, uh, and, and, our, and our ministries. And, and it almost seems like we're hanging on, we're praying to God, and it's, it's one foot in front of the other. Let's keep going. Uh, let's, let's do what we can do. Uh, 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 we're, we're wanting things to get better. Uh, we're wanting, uh, you know, the, uh, our, our freedoms up, upheld. Uh, we want to worship God. Let, let, but we keep going forward, kind of one foot in front of the other. Uh, sometimes it gets that way in our Christian life, doesn't it? Uh, and by the way, uh, God's pleased with that when we don't give up. Amen. When our faith isn't perfect, but we're doing what we can. And sometimes we find ourselves one foot in front of the other. I think that's the way these women felt uh, as they were going, uh, going to the tomb there. Uh, and uh, one foot in front of the other. Uh, they had been through such a, a, a terrible time, and, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that as we go. But what are some things that we can learn from these women uh, that I think are, is pleasing to God and that will be pleasing to God in our lives? Well, first of all, as we learn from these women here, number one, considering these women who first saw the Lord, number one, they were holy. Interesting. <laughs> With the Sunday school lesson this morning, Amen. And uh, uh, they were holy. What am I saying? Uh, they were sinless? No. They were followers of Christ. They were disciples. They had believed. They were faithful in following him. They were separating themselves from the world. They wanted to follow Jesus and be his disciples. Verse 1. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and, and, and Salome, uh, uh, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. Mary, in the morning, the first day of the week, they came under the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. You see, these women uh, were faithful disciples. I think of their following the Lord. And we see uh, that these women were faithful, uh, uh, were among the faithful at the cross. They were there. In John 19.25, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. She's one of those uh, among that's mentioned here. Standing what? By the cross. They're with the Lord there. Uh, later on we read, uh, there were all in Mark 15 40 just the previous chapter here there were also women looking on afar off among whom was Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James the less and of Joseph and of Salome well now wait a minute preacher was Mary Magdalene by the cross or was she was afar off well she was both <laughs> She was by the cross as he was suffering. After he died, there was some time that expired there uh, when uh, what would God, when what would be decided, what would be done with his body. Remember, Joseph came, uh, went to uh, uh, Pilate and craved the body. And, and uh, so the women that were near after he had expired, after he gave up the ghost, after he let his spirit go, uh, what they, they, they went back into the crowd. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't say they had gotten, gotten farther away, but they didn't leave. They didn't leave. In Matthew uh, 27, the Bible says, And many women were there beholding afar off, which uh, followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him. You see, they, they, they were servants of him. They followed him during his public ministry. They ministered unto him. And the Bible says, it names again, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James. And, uh, and then Matthew 27, 57 goes on and says, When even was come, see some time expired. When even was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. Uh, John 19 tells us that Nicodemus also was with Joseph. And the passage goes on. He, Joseph, and Nicodemus 
went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph, and we'll say and Nicodemus, had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the temple. What has taken place? They were at the cross when he was suffering right there by the cross. He gave up the ghost and hung on the cross while God arranged for Joseph and Nicodemus to come and take care of his body. The ladies had, had, had gone away. Now they were afar off but still beholding. And they see Nicodemus and Joseph taking him down. What do they do? They follow him to where they're going to take him. Uh, where do they put him? In, in, uh, in, in, in um, uh, Joseph's tomb. And uh, uh, they put him in, 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 the, in the tomb there, in his new tomb. <clears throat> and, uh, and so they follow him. They put him there. As they leave, there's Mary. They watched, him. They, they watched uh, those men put him in that tomb there. It was Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. Uh, and so they were followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Luke 8, 2, uh, we see that in verse 3, the end of the passage there, they're mentioned again. And uh, in, verse, in verse 3 of Luke 8, he says, uh, These followed and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. Mary Magdalene's in that list again. So what do we see? That they were among those who what? Gave of their work and of their wealth to the Lord's ministry. These ladies were disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they had been following him faithfully. And yes, their faith's weak right now. Yes, they're not, they're not believing he's, he's, risen, he, he, he's risen again. They think they're, they're going to a, 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 a dead body. And yet God is so merciful, isn't he? He knows where they're at. He understands their sorrows. Uh, and uh, we think about that. These women, we, we would say, were holy women. Why? Because they were sinlessly perfect? No. But because they were following Jesus. Amen. They had their ups and downs. And, and by the way, this was a down for them, okay? As far as their faith goes. Uh, Mary, uh, the, the, uh, the sister of Lazarus, her faith was stronger. She uh, anointed Jesus with oil uh, while he was still alive. Why? Because her faith demonstrated she believed in that death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> the faith of these women, though they were among his disciples, didn't quite measure up to that. By the way, neither did the disciples at this time. Amen? <laughs> it's a hard time for them. One foot in front of the other. But you know why? While we can rightly call them holy women, because they were disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, yet what? Our holiness, any human holiness, pales to nothing in comparison to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the one who died on the cross for our sins. He is the one who poured out His perfectly holy life's blood to pay for the sins of the whole world. And Peter tells us that in 1 Peter 1, 18 and following. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without spot, or without blemish and without spot. You see... In order for our sins to be forgiven, God had to receive a perfect sacrifice. And he became that perfect sacrifice for us, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1, 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, he became that sacrifice for us. That's why it's the only acceptable sacrifice. 
In 2 Corinthians 5.21, the scripture tells us he, God, made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us. He said, uh, uh, the rest of it just went out, to be sin for us. Somebody help me. Next word. Who knew no sin? That we might be made what? The righteousness of God in him. Amen. Thank you, brother. He became that sin for us. What? And, and God looked at it. And God put the sins of the world upon him. And everyone who trusts in him, God will put Jesus Christ's righteousness to their account. What a salvation. What a salvation. <clears throat> The Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, the Bible tells He has the authority to do that. You see, He's the only holy one. He's the only sinless one. But they were holy as far as people go. They were following, serving the Lord. And, uh, and they were disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. What do we see about, else about these women? They were hurting. They were hurting. Uh, in Mark 16, uh, 9 and 10, uh, they go back and they send a message to the others. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. They mourned and wept. What a hard time it was for these women on the way uh, to that tomb. I think about that. By the way, not only were they at the cross when he was suffering, they were with him along the Via Della Rosa. Amen along the way to the cross, walking along with the crowd. And the Bible uh, tells us there in John uh, 19, 12, uh, I'm sorry, in Luke 23, 26, he says, uh, uh, as they led him away, Jesus Christ, they lead him away to crucify, and they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country. On him they laid the cross, that, it might, that he might bear it after Jesus and there followed him a great company of people and of women which also bewailed and lamented him. And no doubt these women were among those who were wailing and lamenting what was happening to the one whom they believed was the Messiah and whom they'd been following uh, in his public ministry. And uh, the last they had seen, these women had seen Jesus uh, he had separated himself from the crowds and he had taken his 12, his, uh, his 12 disciples with him to partake of the Passover. Now he's been beaten and falsely accused by the Sanhedrin. They had condemned him uh, uh, and had delivered him to the Romans and the Jews, have stirred the crowds to demand that he be crucified. Pilate wants to release him, but he, give, but he gives in because they threaten to accuse him of treason before Caesar if he lets him go. They've been separated from him during, the, during that time. The Bible tells us in John 19, 12, it says uh, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. You must be a conspirator. We'll let Caesar know about that, by the way. Uh, Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. And of course, Caesar gave in to that. Uh, and they were hurting because their Lord was taken from them. Remember when some of the followers of Jesus were leaving him because of his hard teaching? And Jesus said, will you also go away to his disciples? What was Peter's answer? Uh, Peter, Peter's answer uh, uh, to him, uh, he, said, he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Amen. There's no place to go without you. Amen. There's no place, there's, no, there's nothing to do without, there's no place to go without you. And by the way, they were without him now. And no doubt that's what they felt because they were weak in their faith. Well, they were hurting. They were hurting. But I want you to know that as much as they were hurting, they weren't hurting near as much as our Lord when He went through His sufferings and His passion and His, and his crucifixion. Uh, we think about that. They were hurting. But the one who had suffered far more than they 
was looking on with compassion and was touched by the feeling of their infirmity. We can count on that. But he hurt far more than they. Mark in the previous chapter tells us that Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Taken from Psalm chapter 22. You see, the father, in a sense, turned away while Jesus bore the sin of the world. You see, he became forsaken by God, by his father, for a time. The eternal Jesus Christ became separated for a bit of time that we might never have to be forsaken by God. That we might never, even for a moment, even for a millisecond, be separated from the presence of God. That's why he did that. That's why he did that. Hebrews 13.5 Let your conversation, your life, be without covetousness. Riches aren't the answer. And be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will what? Never leave thee nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13.5 That's what he purchased for every believer on the cross. We never even begin to sense what he sensed once we know him. What an amazing thing. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. That's our Lord who died on the cross for us. You see, they were, they were hurting. They were hurting. <clears throat> I think about that. <clears throat> Struggling and hurting. <clears throat> Thirdly, <clears throat> These women were humbled. These women were humble. Oh, we might say humbled. They realized their helplessness. Think about this. They're going to the tomb uh, very early in the morning with sweet spices. And in verse 3 of Mark 16, they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? They're going to the tomb. Not a pleasant end in their minds at this time. Now, as far as they believe, the body has lain there for three days and three nights. And it's certainly not going to be better when it was first anointed. So they have an unpleasant task before them. But they, how are we going to do this? We can't even roll away the stone. They head out. One foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. See, though their faith was weak, we think about that. They believed he was dead. But a right and honorable thing to do would be to anoint the body again. So what are they doing? They're doing the best they can in their weak faith right now. <laughs> They're stepping out from behind the locked doors and such where the disciples are meeting. They're going out into the public with the spices and stuff that they're carrying. Some of them very, may have been valuable to any vagrants along the way. And yet, they don't even know what they're going to do when they get there. But you know what? They're going. One foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. I don't know what God's going to do, but one foot in front of the other. What a challenge. I think of this task, the gloom and the fear that it enveloped them as they trudged towards the tomb. It's no wonder the Lord appeared to them first. To step out in such a way, even in a weak faith. And to do such a thing. But you know, as humble as they were at this time, they didn't humble themselves nearly as much as when the Lord Jesus Christ came to this earth. Amen. No one humbled, ever humbled themselves like that. Philippians 2, verse 6 and following tells us about that. For being in the form of God, 
Jesus Christ, God the Son, a spirit just like God the Father, and just like the Holy Spirit, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, equal with God on all accounts, same essence, one essence, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, here it is, and was made in the likeness of men. In the womb of Mary, Jesus put on a body. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, there it is, and became, how humbled? And became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. A worse humiliating death you could think of crucified between two thieves as though he was a sinner and worthy of it what a humble death even to that death it was the father's will but remember he's one with the father so it was his will too see his and the father's will uh, they had no collisions uh, they were one one and we have a, a Lord who knows our weaknesses, who will forgive us and save us if we'll come to Him for forgiveness. Matthew eleven eight twenty eight. Come unto me, all you that labored are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Pharisees were putting many rules upon the people. Keep all these things in the law, you know, and you'll be recognized by God, and salvation will be yours. That was a lie. They, they professed that they were keeping the law. They were keeping the law themselves. The Bible says the law was our schoolmaster to lead us to Christ. All the commandments of the law had one purpose. And that was to show us that we're sinners. Right. And we need a Savior. Amen. And when the law says, you see that? By your good works you have no hope. Where are you going to turn? Here's Jesus. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He, he said, Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, we don't work for our salvation. Christ did all the works. Amen. Believers work because they love Jesus. Right. And they want to know him better. They want to be holy because that's one of his commands, Be ye holy, for I am holy. We want to be more like him. But our salvation is a gift, and we know that. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, what? Not of works, lest any man should boast. One little boy. Was wanting to uh, follow the Lord in, in believers' baptism, so... Sunday school teachers asked about his salvation, and, and he said, uh, "says Well, he said, uh, they said, well, what, well, uh, well, why should we? Did, are you saved?" He said, "Well, why should we baptize you? What did you do to be saved?" And he, and he said, "And he said, well, he said, uh, well, all I know is I did my part, and God did His part." And they were a little not too sure about that, so they said, "Well, why don't you explain that to me?" He says, "He says." Well, I did the sinning and God did the saving. <laughs> Amen. That's about it. That's what we did. That's what we contributed. And now God says, take the faith that he's given you as a human being to trust in something. By the way, it's amazing what human beings can trust in. Amen. Human being can, can trust in, in so many it is a, things that shouldn't be trusted in. And yet they can put their faith in that. And God says, take that faith I've given you and put it in my son and the work is done. Amen. That's it. That's all I want. Is all your trust in my, all, all, 100% in my son and in none of you. None of, the, none, none of what you do. Thank God for that, amen. Therefore, salvation is available to all. And in, in, if this is a word irremovable from all you can't lose it it's a gift it's a gift a free gift thank God for that thank God for that what else do we see about these ladies 
that, that humbleness. We see that spirit, that spirit when, Mary, when Mary returned to the tomb later. She ran, she saw the empty tomb, didn't go, didn't uh, look in. She didn't see the angels at that time, Mary Magdalene. She ran back to tell Peter and John about the empty tomb. And, uh, and then she came back and Jesus appeared to her, didn't he? And she thought he was the gardener. And look at her spirit. Sir, if thou hast born him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I'll take away. I'll do the work. I'll do whatever you do. I just want to somehow still be a blessing to my Lord, though she was looking for a body in her weak faith. <laughs> but the, hum the humility there, uh, that humbleness. And then, fourthly, we see that they were helped. These women who first, who first saw the Lord, they were helped. <clears throat> Verse 4, and when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, all was rolled away, for it was very great. Indeed, it was. Some historians tell us that many times when a nice tomb like this was made, uh, Joseph of Arimathea was, uh, had, had some wealth. And many times they would carve out a big stone and they would, they would, they would put it in a track and uh, they would put it uphill from the tomb. Uh, and and they would they would secure it there and uh, and you know prop it so it wouldn't roll, roll down. And when when it was time to come for the burying, they would remove what was securing it, and then you, then you could roll that stone downhill over the tomb. In front of it, they had no idea how they were going to move that move that stone. No idea. And uh, I think about that. And uh, and yet what? God moved it for him, didn't he? In Matthew 28, 2. I have that back. The kids in Sunday school like that. <laughs> they go, the, uh, oh, Phoebe's back there shaking her <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you used the bouncy one, you know. And uh, here we go. in case you missed that, there we go. Earthquake, you know, and, uh, and, this, and, and the stone there. Uh, and uh, uh, God rolls the stone away for him. They didn't ask him to. That wasn't in their prayer. But you know what? God did it anyway. And by the way, he didn't need to do that for Jesus to get out. He did that so they could look in. Amen. He did that so they could look in. What a blessing. They were helped. They were helped. Uh, and behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, his raiment white as snow. For fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said to the women, Fear ye not, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Those women were helped by God. Now, unlike the tasks, the tasks that the ladies faced, they had no way they could accomplish it. Jesus was fully in charge of his. <laughs> he needed no help to accomplish it. He had come what? To finish the Father's will. Amen. To finish the Father's will. <clears throat> you see, he raised himself from the dead. In John 2.18 and following, speaking of his resurrection, they asked for a sign. And Jesus said in John 2.19, destroy this temple and in three days what? I will raise it up. I will raise it up. By the way, he did that, remember the lesson this morning, by the spirit of what? Holiness. He couldn't have done that himself if he were not perfectly holy. Matter of fact, if he were not one with God. See, our Bible tells us that God the Father raised, this, raised up Jesus Christ. Our Bible tells us that, 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 our, that our Lord was given life, was, was risen by the Spirit of God. And our Bible tells us that Jesus Christ raised up himself. Well, preacher, is there a contradiction there? No, 
We believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. <laughs> They're one. And Jesus raised himself up. <clears throat> he was totally able. Amen. And I think about that. Aren't we thankful for that? Because we can't do this ministry by ourselves. Matter of fact, as we've seen already before in our, in our, as we're going through the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, we have nothing to offer God in serving Him. Any power, strength, wisdom that we get comes from Him through us. Amen? Amen. It's His Word. It's His Holy Spirit. It's by His Son. It, it, he gets His ministry done through us. And if He doesn't do, do it through us, it's not going to get done. But He does give us that free will. He does allow us to yield to Him or not. As Brother Chris mentioned, there will be some people that are ashamed at the judgment seat of Christ because He wanted to use them in a greater way, but they would not. Believers. And we want to not be among those. Amen. We want to be like these ladies who are following here. And be the disciples that God wants us to be. He hath, he hath made us able ministers of the New Testament. 2 Corinthians 3.5 Jesus. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. We have the message of the Gospel. No one can get saved by keeping the commandments. God's word is life. But as we trust Jesus Christ, what his life begins to work through us and change us from the inside out. And, uh, and that's, by the way, a benefit of salvation. Uh, not uh, not a, a way to attain salvation. Amen. God works those things. And then finally, thinking about the resurrection. Uh, well, I guess I got one more after this. They were honored. First of all, we see they were honored. Or what is this? Fifth, fifth, fifthly, we see that they were honored. What happened? Well, verse nine of Mark of Mark sixteen here says he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Who was the first one to see the resurrected Lord? Mary Magdalene. The Bible is very clear on that. Now. You can read about what happened on the resurrection day. There's some, uh, there's a, there's some uh, disagreements and such on what happened. Uh, Mary Magdalene definitely saw the Lord first. Uh, she arrived probably with the, to the tomb with uh, the, a couple of other ladies and, and others that were following to them too, by the way, other ladies. And it seems the stone was rolled away and, and Mary looked in, Mary Magdalene, but didn't see anyone at that time. She ran back to tell Peter and John the tomb's empty. The other ladies went on in and saw what? Angels. Who told them Christ had risen. Go tell your disciples. Who got the risen message first? Not Mary, doesn't seem. Seems the ladies that tarried while Mary ran back to tell Peter and John. So they're on their way to tell the disciples, just like the angels told them. In the meantime, uh, Mary has uh, got Peter and John, told them, told them the tomb's empty. They run to see what's happened. They look in. Nothing there. They leave, Right? Uh, Mary looks in and sees what? Two angels. Uh, they appear again. By the way, probably the same two that the lady saw when, when she left. She's talking to them like they're just people because angels, when they appear many times, looks like what? Just men. Uh, they look like, that's what they look like. So she's talking to them and, and she says, where have you taken my Lord? She still doesn't, she still doesn't, doesn't have a message yet. And then who speaks to her? Jesus. She thinks he's the gardener. Remember that? So she's the first one to see him. 
The other lady is already headed back to tell the message that he's risen. On their way back, those other ladies, who appears to them? Jesus, you see. And he confirms, you know, and he, uh, they, they see now with their eyes, those ladies, what the angels told them. What I'm saying is this, they may very well have got the resurrection message back to the disciples before Mary. Though Mary saw him first. The Bible just tells us that when the ladies came back and gave their message of the resurrection, the disciples didn't believe them. Doesn't tell us in what order they received the message from the ladies. They just didn't, they didn't believe the group. They didn't believe Mary. They didn't believe the disciples that came back from Emmaus. <laughs> and yet what? So Jesus appears to these, these ladies first. They came in great sorrow and gloom. We think about this. Matthew 28, 8. They departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word as they went to his disciples. Behold, Jesus met them saying, All hail. That's when the group of ladies saw him after Mary saw him. What a wonderful, uh, wonderful truth. So they were honored. And then finally, they were honored to see the Lord first. To see the Lord first. And by the way, their honor was nothing to what the Lord Jesus received. Wherefore God had also highly exalted him, uh, the Bible says, and given him a name of every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess what? That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That was that exaltation that, 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 he, that, he, that, that he had received. What power. The ladies saw that power. They saw that stone removed. They saw the risen Christ. But we think about, uh, about our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of that resurrection. Paul, when he was praying for the believers at Ephesus, he prayed in, Ex in e Ephesians uh, 1.19 that they might know the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That amazing power. That amazing resurrection power. And that's available for you and I uh, to help us live our Christian lives. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful uh, for, the, for the power uh, of Christ. And as we celebrate this, this resurrection day, uh, we do all. Why? Because he lives. Uh, because he lives. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to that sudden appearing. Amen. And uh, I know, as we all are, we are aware of our own imperfections. We don't serve him perfectly. We want to serve him better day by day, don't we? We want to be closer to him day by day, don't we? We should. And you know, that ought to be the desire of our hearts. Amen? As believers. And by the way, if that's the desire of our hearts, guess when that will be fulfilled perfectly? <laughs> when he appears. When he suddenly appears. We'll, it'll be, if it's not, you know, all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, it will be then. Amen? 100%. No self involved in that one. No sinful nature interrupting that service and that ministry. No faith waning to where it has to become one foot in front of the other. Then, all oh why? Because of the power uh, that we look for in our resurrected uh, Lord. He's coming again. By the way, God, because he, God, hath appointed the day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man. Whom he, whom he hath ordained whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in what? in that he hath raised him from the dead you know who the judge of the world's going to be? Jesus Christ he's the appointed judge of the world but he doesn't want to be your judge he wants to be your justifier 
You see, the judge took the penalty. The judge paid the price. And now if we'll come to the judge, Jesus Christ, as our Savior, to freely justify us and forgive us, we won't have to face an eternal judgment. That will be removed. And I would be with my prayer that anyone who hasn't done that would do that. Uh, and uh, trust Jesus Christ to be your Savior. None of your works. Believe he's a perfect son of God. He died for our sins and he rose again. He lives today. Christ Jesus lives today, we sing. He walks with me and talks with me. What? A long life's narrow way. And Jesus says, you trust me today. You'll find that he won't be, we won't meet him as our judge. We'll meet him as our Savior. We'll meet him as our Lord. We'll meet him as his child. And uh, we'll go on to be with him um, in eternity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love to us in Christ. I thank you for your blessings and goodness. God, I th I'm thankful that because of what Jesus Christ has done for the world, no one has to die and go to hell. There is such a place. And our Lord told us it was prepared for the devil and his angels. You have never intended for men to go there. Your, your word tells us we were created in the image of God. You didn't intend for us to be there. And yet you gave us that choice. Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and we've all sinned since. We've fallen away from you. We've done what we wanted to do in our sinful nature. And Father, now you offer salvation to any who will turn to you in faith believing. Deliverance from that hell we deserve to a heaven that we don't deserve and to a life that, uh, that can make it a difference for you that can help us to be a light to others help us to live a life that is different from the world where we can be content with the things that we have where we can depart from sin and iniquity and the things Lord that you hate that your character uh, cannot stand because you are holy and we can become more and more like you Father we thank you and we praise you for that uh, that we can become more like you I thank you for this church this morning I thank you for the word that's gone forth in every aspect dear God and I thank you for our risen living Lord that we can worship him today thank you for all those with us online and Father for the opportunity now uh, to be heralds for you that was the last thing that these ladies became. They were heralds. They were given, first of all, the message that you'd risen again uh, to take, dear God, to a lost world. And Lord, if we'll, do, if we'll be willing to go, you'll do that through us. You'll be the herald by your spirit. You'll give us the power by your spirit to tell others and to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please help us in these things, God. I thank you. Uh, for your love to us in Christ, the salvation that you have provided for the resurrection that has sealed, uh, dear God, all that you have done for us and, uh, and made it uh, uh, applicable and, and, and accessible to us through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you and praise you. Ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.